Welcome to Breakthrough Academy. Welcome. Uh, today, we actually, we've had a bit of a problem with our TV. So we can't see, um, firstly, we can't see ourselves. Oh, that's all right. So, but, but that's okay. And so we're relying on a phone today. So um, welcome to Joe Rowan, you're watching. Welcome. Good morning to you. Uh, Pastor Christine, good morning. Thanks for being here. I'm sure there's a, you know, yeah, being well, married to Pastor Peter, that, you know. Well, we're pleased to see you this morning. No, but welcome. Uh, David, welcome. Good to see you, man. Judith, as always, thank you for being here. Uh, we love having you guys here, um, our regulars. And if you're not a regular, welcome. Um, great to have you here. Uh, we're excited. We've just come up back from uh, just a two-week break. Um, and so that's been good. And so we're back and uh, ready to go. Um, and I know that's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, and so we've been speaking on covenant and, um, you know, that's the way God speaks to, to us in terms of covenant. Mm. And uh, we're particularly looking at Psalm 103. So let's go there. And because we're going to take one of the aspects that the covenant brings us into, which is healing. Um, Psalm 103. Philip and Brooke Lewis, good morning to you. Everybody's getting a shout out today. Yeah, Josh is in control of all the comments. So anything you say, I don't get to see, but Josh gets to see. So, so I have to, I have to like that, that, that could be, um, that could be a little bit dangerous. So any, no, no personal comments, please. Um, it says in verse three, he is the one who forgives all your sins. And we've been really looking at that over the last number of weeks, you know, in terms of our, our, the, the Bible Academy, um, Breakthrough Academy. And, um, it says, forgives all your sins, he heals all your diseases. And it's a, an aspect of what God has provided and his blessing. And so we're actually going, I was just thinking of, I was just going to work through each of the areas. Um, oh, so we've got problems with some audio. We're not hearing this very well. Um, let, me go, let me go to the board. Yeah. Just push up a little bit. Is there anyone else having audio issues? Just let us know. So that we can just push it up a little bit higher. Josh, um, push push the volume up. Yeah, tell us if that's better, and we'll just work from there. Okay, so did you push it up there a bit? Okay, let's see if we get a good better response. Thank you, Josh Tech. Just yeah. uh, someone sent us another message. If we're still not loud enough, thank you very much. Okay, here's the um, one who forgives all your sins and heals 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 all your diseases. And I was just going to use covenant, the topic of covenant, and sort of work through those. And I just thought, no, let's just let's make this its own topic. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a number of weeks. So rather than say covenant slash healing, yeah. covenant slash. Conscience, covenants, that righteousness, things we're talking about. It's been quite a big one, hasn't it? Yeah, and, and, it's, and under the covering of covenant, the, there's the prosperity and the blessing. Um, there's all the other things. Psalm 103, verse 5 says, Who satisfies your life with good things, yeah. the blessings of the Lord. And they all flow under uh, the covenant. So I was thinking, well, we'll just keep speaking about covenant. But what we're going to do is actually give it its own topic name, healing, because there's quite a bit we want to share about healing. And this is, this is, um, what's on my heart to, to share, that um, over this time on healing, I, I want to cover three things, all right? One, two, three. I want to cover, first of all, that it is God's will. Um, it's vital to know 
what is God's attitude towards healing? What is because it it um faith begins where the will of God is known. Mm, you can't release your faith if you don't know that this is what God wants. Otherwise, you're releasing hope and wishing and desiring, and then you're very much um, relying on the circumstances. Now, this is all very much connected into what we've been teaching on covenant, and so that's why it's really good. We're building yeah. that foundation so we can move on to the Olympics. Like it's all even the storehouse. It's yes, storehouse. And, and the same concept of Ligizomai, which means I, um, I know, I know what God has provided. I'm confident in what He's provided. So that when you go to the store and they say your credit card is rejected, you don't say, oh, I must have run out of funds. You say, no, go back and check your equipment because I know what's on my card. And you have that example when Jesus came down from the mountain with his disciples, uh, with three of his disciples, and the other disciples had been down and they said, and there was a man there with his son and they couldn't set him free. Yeah. And he couldn't get released. And he came to Jesus and he said, you know, I, I was... um." Oh, well, that's just, just while, while you're finding out, it's still, it's still distant, so I'm not online. All right, Josh, you chat to the people, I'll see if um, we don't have a problem with but, um, this. Is, I think this is a really good topic because, like, I don't know, as what Pastor was saying, a lot of the time, um, you know, some people just don't know that it is the will of God, um, that... God doesn't make you sick. He wants you healed. He He has blessed you. He He wants you well restored. He wants you uh, pushing out, blessing others, healing others. And so, for us to be doing these things, um, we have to know it. We have to believe it. We have to receive it. So, like with that Lagizmai, we know. Uh, and and that and that's He hasn't done the other two. So stay tuned. But that is. A big one. It's like when the will of God is known, it's like we get in agreement with that. Uh, we we believe that even when um, I, you know we've all we've all been unwell. Even when the symptoms are um, are there and you know sometimes very very strong. But despite what we feel or what we see or what has been said, um, it could be like a doctor has said something or 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 you just feel it. But you go, no, I believe uh, what God has said about that. Um, you know, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And it's, it's all these things. Um, doing this and, and, and believing it. And when we believe it and we mix our faith with it, God will work. So we got, that's way better. So it's looking good. We've got a comment saying it's way better, Pastor. So that's. That's one. Perfect volume now. Judith has spoken. I, I would be confident to say if Judith has said it's perfect volume, that we have, we have hit the mark. Oh, I love that um, comment from Pastor Christine. God's word has the final authority. So it doesn't matter what you're feeling, what you've, what you've been told or what you're going through. Uh, you believe God's word, and that's the final yeah. authority. So we, we fixed it. I've got no idea what I did. I pressed a few buttons. I couldn't seem to make any difference, and then um, it's working. So perfect volume from Judith. So we've hit well, the mark. Okay, we're, we're we're on our way. So we're talking about healing, um, and that it's God. Number one, we need to know it's God's will, um, and we're talking about the scripture where 
um, the disciples had come down from the mountain and they couldn't they couldn't see that the son healed. So um, let's just go to Matthew 17. Because we're Bible school, we can just, just take our time. Mm. Um, this is one of the benefits of Bible school. We're not just throwing scriptures, yeah. saying things. Um, I, I was reading a book just um, recently, yeah. and they, they made a statement about the covenant. And I'm like, oh, that's a powerful statement. And they just... And they just sort of put a scripture reference, but it was a whole chapter. And I was like, you know, Ezekiel 15 or something. And I'm like, oh, so I went there and I couldn't quite see. And it didn't quite. And, and to me, that, that I, my nature, my teaching nature is, hang on a second, big statements. Let's pack, unpack these a little bit. Let's take time. Don't take my words for us. Now, you can't do that all the time. And especially when you're preaching, if you do it in your preaching, it extends it out. It, it means that you can't get to the, the heart of it sometimes get caught up trying to get all the details. Mm-hmm. But this is Breakthrough Academy. The whole aim of this is to allow us to go deep in the Word so that when we make statements, when we declare things, we know that we know that we know based on the Word of God. Not just because I've said it, not because Josh has agreed to it, not because we said amen, we've got seven people said put their thumbs up. That doesn't make any difference if the Word doesn't say it. Yeah. And legizomai relies on the Word of God. It, it must show us what we have. And um, so in Matthew um, uh, 17, though rather than me just say this, I'm going to go to the Scripture. And um, verse 14, it has this story. Um, I think the New Living Translation easy. At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He had seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls in the fire into the water. That's a terrible situation. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Okay, they couldn't heal him. Um, so when we come back here, God's will, if we don't know what the will of God is, when you do meet resistance, yeah. and this is people who are well-trained, well-equipped, this is not novices, you might say, oh, they're only the apprentices, they didn't really know. But they had been very... Um, very much involved in ministry. They'd gone out, that came back saying, oh, we saw the dead raised, we saw people healed, we saw the demons cast. They, they were only following Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they were spending time with Jesus. Yeah, so they'd spent time with him, he'd sent them out with authority, they understood how these things work. In fact, they were surprised. They they were like, they, they questioned Jesus a little bit later, why couldn't we cast him out? Now, yeah. Why couldn't we set him free? Um, and and um, so... But if if these disciples hit that roadblock, and if you don't know what the will of God is, many people will then say, well, it mustn't be God's will. Yeah. Right? A lot of people say, if I pray for something and it doesn't happen, then that is God's will. All right? Now, I understand sometimes when you're unsure and you're praying, you're saying, God, help me and guide me, and I, I acknowledge that there's... The Lord says he's the one who opens doors that no man can mm, shut. He yeah. shuts doors no man can open. And you say, Lord, I'm looking for you to provide direction and guidance here. And sometimes you, you go and take a step and the Lord says, no, not this way. You know, I, I appreciate all that. But that's different to just allowing circumstances to become the will of God regardless. Yeah. And you say, well, if you pray and that's what happens, that must be the will of God. Yeah. Well, this scripture says they prayed. Something happened, and it was not the will of God. It wasn't what God wanted. So you must know the will of God because that gives you your ability to legizomai, 
to know with clear detail so that when you do meet resistance, mm. and you will, you meet times when the enemy just doesn't give up and, and even Jesus had a situation. We'll talk about some of these things in detail, so I won't go into all of them now. But um, when Jesus prayed for someone and the, the healing was only partial, he said, I could see, but then like men, like, like trees. And then Jesus had prayer mm. a second time. Jesus had to pray twice for someone. Can you think? That's that just, it's, it's, uh, how did that work? How does Jesus have to pray twice? He had the faith, he knew. <laughs> yeah, he had the faith, he had the power, he was not, there's no sin working in Jesus' life, there was no, nothing like that, and yet he prayed, and he had to pray again. And so there's, there's factors in terms of being able to just keep pressing through. Jesus didn't say, well, I pray, this is the result you've got, so that's as much healing as God wants to give you. Because that, that, that's how we would um, make sense of it. Yeah. Someone asks for prayer, and Jesus prays for them, Whatever, whatever they get is God's will for them. And yet he came back and he said, I can see but none clearly. And so Jesus said, well, pray again. And then he could see and clearly. So number one, we must know what God's will is regarding him. It's, it's, you've got to have it in the bank, in the, um, in the storehouse there so that you can know exactly what you're drawing. If you don't, if you don't believe it, it's going to be very hard for you to you don't believe it, you can't receive it. That's right, yeah. You can't believe it, you can't receive it because you can hope for it and you can throw it out there and see what, what happens, but your faith becomes very much just a, well, I'm just actually seeing what the circumstances are. And there's, so that's number one. That's what we're going to be covering and we're going to take our time to understand what God's word is regarding his will for healing, what, uh, where. Um, and then number two, um, I want to know how, how to receive healing. I, I want to know how I can then lay hold of that. Mm -hmm. Because knowing something and then being able to, to implement it in our lives, yeah, lay hold of that's it, big. That's, yeah, it's a big step. And so we want to talk about how to lay hold of healing in your own life, how to hold fast when you know, the symptoms persevere, how to press through, how to, to just get all that God has. I want to be like David and... I praise you, Lord, with all my heart and all my soul. Everything's with me. I'm blessing your holy name. I'm praising you um, and giving you everything. And I say, you you forgive all my sins and you heal all my diseases. And so we want to be that type of people that we're going for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything that's in the storehouse, everything that he's um, laid up for us on the cross, we want to, we want to, we want to go after it all because that's what he wants. Exactly. And then the last one I want to do is how to give. Um, it, it's it's not just about how I can receive healing. How can I pray for someone else? How can I minister healing? Yeah. And that requires some its own skill and own understanding the Word of God. Um, because the way you receive healing, um, then you've got to say, well, how do I do work with someone else? What happens if they don't have the same faith level? Yeah. What happens if they're resistant? What happens if they're a Christian? Or what happens if they're a non-Christian? What happens if they... Um, have been brought up where they don't believe healing is the will of God. What happens if they're in desperate need, if they're really, really sick? You know, what happens if the baby? These things become like, well, how do I, how do I actually minister this? Mm. What, what, what are the options that God gives here? Um, and we, we need to be like um, the disciples when they couldn't get something happening. Um, it's interesting. If, I think it's probably still there in that script from Matthew 17. Um, so Jesus, we, I won't take the time to 
that um, Jesus has a chat with the father while the boy's having, you know, being thrown in through a fit. Um, and afterwards, the disciples came and asked Jesus privately. Um, and I love this question. This question is very different to what I imagine this question was for many, many years. I imagine them saying, why wasn't the boy healed? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't the boy healed? What? Why couldn't the boy get his deliverance? Why couldn't the father? And so it was like, why couldn't the boy get the healing? And many times when we face difficult circumstances where someone isn't um, healed, for instance, you pray for a, a baby and the baby dies. You know, that's like tragic. And we say, well, don't even say that. That's... But we, we we all know of situations where yeah. Christians have prayed, old churches have prayed, where, um, you know, prayer has gone out throughout the nation and, you know, we've got millions of people praying for a situation and the baby dies, right? The question that most people ask is, why couldn't the baby get healed? Yeah. Why couldn't the baby get healed? Why couldn't the, the child get healed? Why couldn't this person receive their healing? Why weren't they healed? But this is not what the question is. The question is, why couldn't we cast out that thing? Not like, why couldn't they get healing, but why couldn't I bring that yeah. healing power to them. Now, they were doing it in the sense because Jesus stepped in and Jesus did it. Yeah. So they're looking at Jesus and why couldn't we do what you did? I understand that. It was a, there's a different set of circumstances where we, we praying, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying and nothing. Suddenly Jesus steps in and they're healed. And so well, why couldn't we do that? But it's interesting, the question they had was why couldn't we get the job done? Yeah. Which is a different question to why couldn't, why weren't they healed? Yeah. You think it sounds the same? That's that's not on them. That's, sorry, that's on the disciples. Yeah, yeah I, I'm actually praying, Lord, why couldn't I? What what did I need to do? Mm. What did I need to um, change? How could I have improved? You know, things like that. And I think that's a that's a great question. And whenever you're, you're close to someone and they they don't get their breakthrough, yeah, they don't get what they're praying. Uh, sometimes making that your prayer, your sincere prayer, God, why couldn't I? minister that. Yeah. That's a that's a very soul searching, humbling Lord, I'm open to you speaking. Yeah. As opposed to oh, why could why couldn't they get their healing oh because they didn't they did their faith wasn't strong enough or yeah. they weren't in the word that's or good. you know, you know they, they had a secret sin or you know what? I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to work out why they I'm saying why yeah. someone I think that's like a very a very common thing. Like if if someone's unwell Particularly if they're a friend or if you know them, work, workmate, whatever it might be, and you want to pray for them, you want to see them healed, but it's like, oh, well, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do exactly. I don't know what to what to say, how to do it. I, I don't want to pray and be like, oh, and it doesn't work, and now I look, you know, I look silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a it's, it's a very common uh, sort of situation. Of, okay. we so are we going to talk about? Knowing God's will, which we'll cover this morning, we'll begin this morning, then how to receive it ourselves, and then how to minister it. And, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about things like, this is a bit of a taste of this. Um, I, I remember reading a Kenneth Hagen book on healing, and it really challenged me. I think he went through the same challenge. And I was like, yes, I, I, I have this challenge that you, you pray for people, and he would say something like, let's say, Joshua, you're having difficulty with your knee, and you can't stick. You can't, you know, put any pressure on your knee. Mm. And um, so you say, oh, Pastor, come and pray for me. So I'm agreeing. I pray, oh, God, heal Josh's knee, give him strength, let him, let him bend without any pain in Jesus' name. And I said, now, Josh, let's see if you heal. 
Right, let's see. See, see. Let's see if your knee's better. Let's put see. some pressure on it. Let's, yeah, put some, let's put some pressure on it and see if. Yeah. Right? So it sounds really good. And But Kenneth Hagen was saying, God got all over him because he's like, you've just been believing and praying. And now you're, you're very questioned. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's really worked. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and people say, well, but you know, hang on a second. Um, I don't know whether it has worked. Ah, but this is how faith works. Faith pulls the things that are not as though they are. Yeah. Faith works with an expectation. Yeah. And, um, so I just like what Richard has said here. I hear people say, why would God not heal a baby? Placing the thought that everything is as God wants and we have no part. Exactly. That's 100% Richard. Yeah, it's like something doesn't happen. Ah, why didn't God? This was like, well, we prayed. Therefore, we, we did everything we could. Yeah. We should. But there's more to it. That's the you know, we're gonna we're not just gonna say how to do this nice and easy. We're gonna mm-hmm. actually sort of try and we're gonna push through some of the barriers that, that resist because Legizomai is all about being able to push through yeah. and lay hold of that which doesn't give up easily. Yeah, you know, and praise God, when when things are, are flowing, it's like oh we don't have any problems believing. Mm-hmm. But it's when you're in the face of um, something. Yeah. And, uh, and and some and the great healing evangelists and the people that minister of healing, you sort of look at them and you say, well, no wonder they've got boldness because they're seeing people heal. So it's giving them confidence. You know, if you go if you go to um, a room and you flick on a light switch and a light comes on, you flick on a light switch and a light comes on, you do that 10 times, you go to the next one, well, what you, 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 your confidence is sky high. You're gonna, what you expect. But if you, hit the, if you hit the switch 10 times and no light comes on, have confidence of the tenth one, yeah. the next one, the eleventh one, so that it's like, wow, I'd be, I'm not having that confidence. And some of these people have had to work through when they've been praying and it hasn't been working, but they've got to develop and build their faith where their expectation mm. is just as high, regardless of what they're seeing. Yeah. And then they see the healing, then they see the breakthrough. Yeah. So no wonder they're seeing the ten light switches and that people are getting healed, healed, healed. And people say, well, your confidence is, is in your experience. No, their confidence came before the experience. Yeah. They learned how to press through to these things That's good. before they had the experiences. Their confidence is in the Ligizomite. And what you've got to watch is sometimes if you do have positive experiences, you can actually transfer your confidence from the Ligizomite, what God has done, to the act, the things that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, you know, like you, you, um, uh, uh, you know, you, 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 um, you've, you've got a rash covering your, your hand and arm. And you're saying, I, I believe in Jesus' name. This rash is gone. And you, and you see this red, angry, and a titchy. And you just refuse to look at that in terms of where your heart and your confidence is. And you're putting your heart and your confidence in the word of God. You're digging deep into the Legismite and you're declaring you're speaking. And then the next day you wake up and it's 50% clearer. We say, well, praise God. And you just keep the word going. And the next day you see it diminish again. And the next day you're seeing it diminish again. And you're getting excited and you're praising God and you see it diminish again. And you wake up the next day and the rash is doubled in size. It's It's got worse. And you're like, oh, what's happened? And you, and you lose all, and, you, and you're all shaken. I guess I wasn't in faith. <laughs> well, what happens is sometimes you're starting in faith, and then because yeah. you're getting the good results, yeah. you just, oh, you, just true, yeah. you start to coast on what you're seeing yeah. because it's matching up, and you just switch. You don't realize, you don't mean to do it, but you just swap them over. And instead of the legizomai being your anchor, and then you just, it's forming what you see, because what you, they've been in harmony, 
you just suddenly began to trust and see, and you look mm -hmm. up every morning and you pray, pray and it's like, ah, and, and your heart sinks, and you're in your hand, and you say, what's happening to God? And God's like, I am changed. And it's like, ah, and, and it's like, no, 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 no. Um, if, you, if your faith plummets, or it feels like your heart dropped, it's like, oh, hang on a sec, my faith was never in the, the symptoms getting better. Yeah. My faith was always in the wicked. Like, I don't care. I'm not. I'm not going to rejoice any differently seeing it double in those when yeah. I'm seeing it half. You know, when, when God was, and and that's part of when you these faith evangelists then they might be praying for nine people, and they get to the next person, but they're they're drawing on the legizomai. Okay, yes, it's exciting and gives you boldness, and there might be a healing anointing flowing, mm -hmm. confidence, but ultimately they're drawing on what God has told them. Not the fact that yeah. not people have been healed. Yeah. And um, so that, that's a, it's, it's being able to work this process. So Brother Hagen said, um, he would undo his faith prayer with his question at the end of his faith prayer. And you might say, oh, that's a bit harsh and it's a bit hard. Well, I, I, I remember being challenged by that. I was going to say, I think, I think we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, I had to learn to shape how I took the conversation, not just the prayer, but the following conversation. Mm -hmm. And also, I learned that um, I would often pray, okay, so you come in and say, you know, my knee's really sore. And so I'd say, okay, well, just, uh, see if it gets better and let me know. Do you know what I mean? See what happens. Push you off. And part of that was because I didn't really expect anything to happen right there. I was still like, a, give it a month and let's see what God does. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, I was believing for healing. I was believing. But my statements and my conversation afterwards were, were not in alignment with that. And God challenged me. He said, no, no, you must believe now what you're believing for. And you look in the Bible and you see how many times you stretch forth your hand. You yeah. don't show yourself. Go and do something. Take up your bed and walk. Yeah. Jesus didn't say, let's take, let the friends take it home and see what happened. He said, how this is how authority was take up your bed and walk. He didn't actually pray for healing as such, he just mm. told him yeah. to do something which was an act that you can only do if you were healed. Yeah, right? so rather than pray for the healing, speak to the situation and believe and then say, Do this. So many times, I, and I train our people, and I trust um, anyone who's coming in our church for healing. Uh, more and more, I want you to partner in this. And expect this. In fact, if I don't say something, you say, well, hang on a second. No, 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 Pastor, you are, you are not denying me my We're not going to leave this here. No, no, no. We're going to keep going. Yeah, I'm not going to go back to my seat and see what happens. No, no, we are out here and we are in prayer. Yeah. So I often start um, healing with with um, a discussion to say, um, are you feeling any symptoms now? Mm. Does it sound like, oh, no, no. Because some people are like, I'm praying for this, I get these dizzy spells. Are you feeling dizzy now? No. It just comes on me often. Well, we're not going to know whether you're healed now, except mm. that you sense the presence of God and maybe you sense the healing. But you're not going to be able to know you're healed until you come back next week and say, I've had no dizzy spells, because we can't say something. Mm. But other people say, oh, I'm in a lot of pain, my knee's in pain now. Now, you know, and unless it's broken, you know, and we've had this, people coming on crutches, yeah. You know, I remember you know, people on crutches, uh, people in a sling, things like that. Well, okay, it's pretty obvious. But other people say, oh, neat. I would say, is it in pain now? Now, I might, you might say, why are you asking these I'm asking these questions because I care about it. Okay, I don't get that. But I'm all, 
I'm asking these questions because in order to bring this into your life, I need to know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my faith in it, not to the prayer, but to the result. Mm. I'm already shaping myself. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so I'm saying, is your, is your knee hurting? And you say, yes. Okay, if 10 is excruciating, then I can't see pain. And if zero is, is free of pain, yeah. what stage is your knee at the moment? Why am I asking this? Because I want them to take a, a line because we're going to leave it here and in one minute it's going to be different. Yeah, but you're going to have to do something that you couldn't do before. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. What's the pain? So it's an eight. Okay, it's a, a lot of pain. Um, what, what can't you do? Oh, I can't bend. Or, you know, I've had people, I can't lift my hand. You know, can I lift it here? I can't, I can't lift my hand up. Oh, yeah. People don't say, I can't do this. I can't lift my hand above my shoulders. Um, you know, I've had that a few times. You know. I can't lift my hands. I can't, I can't put any weight. I can't bend. I can't, I can't bend. I've had you know, people with back pain. I can't, I can't do this. I can't. Okay, so that's good. So, but, so, I, so now I say, if you were able to do that, would you know that you were healed? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Because I am able to do that three months. Yeah. This is, this is, okay, so we will know. Here's something very clear that we can put our faith out for and we can expect. So it, 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 it's bringing my faith into a target point. That's really good. Part of you. That's part really of you. good. Yes, I want to say, I'm not just saying healing. I'm saying your knee, no pain when you do a squat. Yeah. Right? That's good. Now, not like sometime that's now. So we, we can hone it in. We can that's really shape. good. But these are not just things that I'm just like, oh, I'm just trying to put. What I'm doing is I'm trying to pull in the like as a mindset. Okay, what's in this storehouse? What's God provided now? What would that look like for them? Mm. And then we've got to give, get in partnership with them. And I have found my, the number of people I have seen heal has gone up way, way higher since God challenged me to do this when I just sent them away and told them, let me know. Yeah. Because the healing often would not manifest, but might, you know, only a small percentage. Mm-hmm. But the, the percentage of people that get healed has gone up when I have taken hold of this teaching from Brother Hagen and seen God work. That's good now. Because faith is there and expectation is there. And I'm also um, working with people. Um, Richard, uh, is Richard online? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay, Richard, do you remember the time back in um, Blackburn, in our old church in Blackburn, um, I, you were sitting on the stage, God put a word in my heart and said, God's going to heal Richard, okay? And um, I can't remember that I already knew you had difficulty, but certainly when you came out, you, you had trouble with your neck. I might have known that. I can't remember. Um, that, that detail's not clear. But um, I remember God saying, you're going to heal Richard, all right? And so I called you out, and you you could not stretch. You'd been in, in a lot of difficulty with your neck for a little while, um, you can, um, you can, you can maybe amen or no, it's a little bit different. But I, my memory is you'd had a lot of difficulty with your neck and I prayed and I felt the power of God. And so I said to Richard, what, what would you say? You say, bend your neck. Okay. I don't say, are you healed? Um, did, did you feel anything? Did it happen? Yeah. I say, turn your neck. Bend, do something. And if, if I'm being good, I've already found out what he can't do. Mm. I can't, I can't move my neck. I can't turn, I can't turn my, my shoulder, in part this way. Okay, well, turn it and look behind you. All right. If you can do that. Okay. So I, my expectation is dry high because mm. I've got the word of the Lord. Yeah. I feel the power of God flowing through me as I lay hands on. And, but I also get an agreement. I say, okay, Richard, uh, 
do something you couldn't do before, you know, turn your neck or whatever, and Richard goes, all right. And, um, and I'm like, I'm like, this is it, this is it, this is it, this is it, this is testimony time. And he said, no change. <laughs> no change. And I, I'm what like, are you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Um, I didn't say anything like, and, and sort of, oh, so you're going through all these emotions. I'm changed. Now, this is when you've got to live his mind. You've got to, okay, this is what God has said. Let's not undo yeah. everything with my mouth now. That's important. Right? Now, I'm not saying that Richard should have lied and done a skill. At these times, I'm not asking you to call things that not as a, I'm asking you to tell me what it is at the moment so that we are knowing. So I, he was doing exactly the right thing. And uh, he said, no change. Okay, that's it. And so I'm like, well, what will we do? Well, because we're locked into this thing, okay? We're, we're on a journey now. We're God's plan. Now, if if I didn't have this confidence, if I didn't understand these processes, I might have said, well, just let's just, you know, back, 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 back. All right, don't tell anyone, go, go to your seat, you know, let me know in six months of you, you know, how you want. Let's, let, let's not make it public. He was just confident. Yeah, then I remember you said, you were surprised. Yeah, I was shocked. I was just, okay, but we, we're going to pray again. I prayed again, and this time I felt nothing. My my natural expectation is this really being rocked. But what I'm doing is I now, now I am pulling in the legizomite. Yeah. Right? I'm just going in the storeroom. I have got no feelings. I do not feel the power of God. I do not feel anything. In fact, this is negative. This like... Presence of God's all gone. This is now an empty room. I'm praying. And Richard, and, and again, saying, turn your neck, you know, do something you couldn't do. Mm. Everything I said was exactly the same as the first time. Yeah, that's good. All right, but there's not, but I'm not working on what, you know, but we're working towards what we believe. Mm. And Richard, like, and he's like, all the pain's gone. And I like, praise God. Great stuff of what God has done. You know, thank God that He gave that word. That word was the spark of faith that made him yeah. in That word was what I held on to. I like, isn't like, oh, God, this is what you've said. Yeah. And not just the word of God, God's will. God's will. But also, we had, I had, a, you know, like a word of knowledge of this is what God's wanting to do. So I'm like, God, there's a rhema word here. There's mm. a word you've spoken in the situation. So we lay hold of that. And um, so um, that, that, that's. But do that, you know, do do something. Yeah. Now, if I had not learned from Brother Hagen and, and learned this process, I never would have got to that point. I would have prayed for him and said, go home and see if you're fine. You know what I mean? Because I often would send them home because I'm just, I don't think I'm, I, I don't have faith for an, uh, an immediate miracle. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's like, just go away where, you know, I'm believing that God's working, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that confidence he's going to do something right there. Yeah. Like someone's been in pain for three weeks and that God straight away does something. But, you know, no, those days are well gone. This is this is a long time ago. Now we are believing for God for here. And, but for God pushing and stretching this need to lay hold and, and, and say, okay, do something. And then if they can't do it, we say, well, hang on a sec. We, now we're digging into Ligizomai and we stay with it and we mm -hmm. pray with it. I remember, I remember Claire who rolled her ankle very badly and, and, and terrible sprain and she was on crutches and didn't put any weight bearing. And, um, I remember she coming out for prayer and we standing with her and standing and praying and declaring and saying, uh, you know, from weight bearing, you can, but 
Now, this, we, we didn't stop the service for this. And that's one of the things. You don't have to make this the centre of everything. You know, people can keep moving, praising God, worshiping God. But I brought Claire to the front row. And as they're leading them in worship, we continue to pray. And I continue to declare. And she, I, I just remember this, she de- continued to declare. And she, yeah. and she went from no weight bearing to a little weight bearing to suddenly the crutches are gone to dancing and walking. But that might have taken, say, 40 minutes. Mm. That was not just a an immediate. Yeah. But it was us together and the whole church praying together. Yeah. We are putting our faith. But that was something where we are just standing and believing. And the pain went from a, you know, I've, I've seen pain go from, you know, a, a nine to an eight to a seven, mm. to a four, to a four, to a three, to a two, two. And often people get down at just a two. I, I've had people say, oh, it's just a two. Well, you know what? That's nice, it's just a two. But I didn't pray for a two. You've got to be willing to go see it through. Yeah. Go, go to the end. Yeah. How, how many times, like, we might not never know this, but if, you know, God knows how many times have we sort of just fallen short or stopped. It's like, oh, but if we had just pushed through, yeah. if we had just kept declaring, knowing God's will, and, like, the last bit of doubt removed, then it just would have happened. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so um, yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, that's good. That's good. I appreciate you got more freedom. But I wasn't praying for more freedom. I was yeah. praying for total freedom. Yeah. I wasn't praying for less pain. I was praying for total pain. Mm. Free. Um, total pain. Total pain. Free. Total zero pain. So often we'll pray again and we'll pray. And then it drops to zero. Mm. And it's like, but if we just give enough. And we said, that's enough. Now, I'm not saying, you know, sometimes we, we get to two to three to two to three. You know, it's not, and it's 45 minutes in. Well, you know, I, I am I am sort of getting in agreement with them and believing. Mm. You know, sometimes we've got to go harder. Yeah. But we, we keep our faith out there and we keep believing. And that, that was a, a full healing for Richard. He said, um, it's never been a problem since that moment. I'm guessing that was at least uh, 10, maybe 12 years ago. Yeah, I'm guessing about 12 years ago, maybe a little longer. So when God, when God heals, yeah. he heals. But if we'd stopped after the first prayer, yeah, because I'd... Um, but, okay, that must be God doesn't want you to heal. I got it wrong. You know, you, you know I, I thought I, I thought God tried the next time. Yeah, I thought God wanted you to heal. We prayed. We put our faith out there. Richard was in agreement. Richard's a man of faith. Richard was putting his faith out. He, this was not the first time he prayed for his neck. It was not like, oh, I never thought to it. You know, he he'd been praying. I've been believing. We put our faith together. We got nothing. Well, we don't say, okay, you know, God's trying to tell you something. God's trying to, He's going to use this for His glory. God's God's got some. You know, he's want to humble you. Oh, uh, you know, Richard, he wants to remind you that I'm uh, not to be a stiff-necked person. You know, I don't know. You, you, put, you put some sort of spin on it. <coughs> you know, you put some sort of spin on it. Um, and because we don't know what else to do, what else to do with it. Yeah. You know, praise God. Through that teaching, I understood. No, no, we, we push through. And then we get the healing. Um, and, you know, sometimes you've got to stand... Um, so Richard works because he's a paramedic. He works with opioid drugs. Um, that complete removing all pain may not be possible. <laughs> yeah, well, like that. Even, even the drugs can't do it sometimes. Well, praise God, he can bring it to zero. So, we, we, you know, it's exciting to see that. But we've got to, to get to there and to there, even there is, yeah. We've got to start with this. Mm. That gives you the confidence. You've got to know what's in the liquor's of mind. Yeah. Because otherwise, you hit a barrier, you hit some sort of resistance, 
and your faith is wavers, because maybe this is maybe this is one of the cases where God doesn't want them healed. Uh, maybe this is a case where God is punishing them. Maybe this is a case where God works, and that's why. And we will talk through some of these issues. You know, um, I, I'm not saying that, um, and we we will delve into this question. God is a good God. God brings heal. Um, but I, I I understand that you know that the, the plain reading of Scripture at times talks about God putting sickness on. Okay, and you know, people, oh, that's enough. I we will work through us over the weeks. So I don't just come and go. They go, oh, he's this thing. Um, well, let, let me give you an example. Um, in Revelation chapter two, um, and I'm not going to give all the answers here. I'm not saying because I'm not. I'm saying we will. We will need to dive into first God's will, and then we unpack that, and then this will become. And you know, I don't want to try and answer this question here because we're not far enough down the track. Mm. But I'm just wanting to show you there's a there's a bit to unpack. Yeah, we 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 have to get there. Yeah, what I'm saying is I don't want to just pretend um, that the scriptures say something they don't. Um, so, so this is um, I have this complaint against you, Jesus speaking to the um, church of Thyatira. In the book of Revelation, you're permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She, she teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food off diet. So she's not doing the right thing, but they're allowing it to happen. And, you know, they're not they're not stepping in. They're not. So I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I this is Jesus speaking. I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they, unless they repent and turn away from her. Evil deeds, um, and you know, as the New American, I was putting the New American on there. Um, uh, verse twenty-two: I will cast her upon a bed of sickness. Now, of sickness, it's like in front of bed, it's inferred that some sort of suffering, some sort of sickness. Uh, definitely. So, even that, what's happening here? How can, how can we say Jesus is the healer and he's doing something like this? We've got to unpack that because I don't want people to have these questions niggling at the corners of their mind. I don't want you to look at scriptures and see, you know, these blessings will come upon you, but these are the curses will come upon you if you disobey. And, you know, how do we handle this? How do we do this when God says, I will cause this? Um, what is it? So, we need to be really solid in this, otherwise the Elegizomai gets unsettled. Yeah. And then you face the trouble of praying for someone or praying for yourself, and it hits that wall, you've got to know what the will of God is. Mm. You've got to know what, what God's plan is. You've got to be able to lean into the covenant and his provision and his promises and the person of God. And, and, and when we talk about leaning into covenant, go back, I think it was the second or third week we talked about relationship with covenant. Covenant is very much a relationship thing. Yeah. When I'm saying we're leading into the covenant, never ever reduce the covenant to a set of rules or to just an oath or just some promises. And so, yeah, some people, oh, I've just got to go and find some scriptures. Yeah, find the scriptures, but never ever find the scriptures outside of connected to God. It's a, it's a relational yeah. thing. Yeah. Right? When they say I lean into the covenant, I'm leaning into the God of the covenant. The covenant is only as strong as the um, as the assurance of the person giving it and the oath that they have. And a covenant has its confidence in that you appeal to a higher authority to keep it. Yeah. And God is the highest authority, so there's no one above him. So the covenant of God only works 
to the level of God's integrity and God's promise-keeping ability. So when I say, when we say we lean into the covenant, we are leaning into God himself and the oath that he's made and the promises he's given as part of the covenant relationship. But, so it's all integrated there. That's why um, it's really good. We, we, we cover those things mm-hmm. so that people, if, if that's new to you, say, oh, I can get that to go back and, you know, work through the covenant because these foundations help you. You know, otherwise, sometimes you're looking, you're trying to grab a healing scripture and you're just trying to, to manipulate the scripture by itself. The scripture is powerful because all scripture is God-breathed. It has the anointing and grace of God on it. And it comes through our relationship with our covenant God who's made that. Yeah. It, it's the strength of that scripture is because he's spoken it. And it, it's the, the power of it comes through there. So let's just talk a little bit about what it means when we say, um, what is it the will of God to be healed? Um, and let's look at a scripture from Mark chapter 1. Um, My Bible's on up the verses that I'm looking at. Uh, verse 40. Wrong. Okay. And a leper came to him, beseeching him. Great. I don't think beseeching would find its way into my um, Bible translation. I don't know about you, Josh. I I'm not entirely sure exactly what it means. <laughs> it's, I don't know what beseeching is. It's just like a... How, how often do you use the word beseech? Yeah, how often do you use the word beseech in your normal language? Uh, zero, no. Yeah, okay. That's good, yeah. Anyway, New American Portal is a good word. And the leper came in beseeching him and falling on his knees before him and saying to him, if, if you are willing, you can make me clean. All right? So um, here we got um, uh, two two key things. There's you can, all right. You can make me clean. That's a great confidence to have. Mm. That's a good starting point. The desire to know that God can heal you. That God that God has the ability. That God is able. My God is able. My God is able. That's good. It is is important. Um, without God being able, we're, in, we're all in a lot of difficulty. The whole, the whole thing wouldn't work. No, if God can't do it, you know, and we say, oh, that's ridiculous, God can do it, um, because he's God. I think most Christians don't have a victory with this, because we've sort of got this understanding God can do all things, God's powerful, God's the creator. Yeah, God, you know, like it goes back to he can, but does he want to? Yeah, so the, the thing is, if if you are willing, there's... If you if you're willing, I know you can. And um, so that that become those two things tied together. Not only can he do it, and anyone who reads the Bible says, "Well, I think he can do miracles because he does do miracles." He you know, led the Israelite through the Red Sea. Mm. He Jesus he, um, did a lot of miracles. I think it's Book of John said um, John said at the end of his letter uh, that ah. Oh, we don't have enough books to contain all that. You know, if we write down everything Jesus did, we wouldn't we would, would have too much to write. And so we only have a, a small number of miracles recorded. And he said, if I could write about everything, I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, we're obviously using it. But we mm. say, you know, 
just he just did stacks more. That's what he's saying. He did a lot more than what's written here. So we we had that understanding. You know, he did a lot of miracles and um, healed the blind man. Um, and um, you know he um, you know right just before this. Uh, let's go back to verse. Oh, yeah. Verse um, 32, um, this is, and when, when evening had come, after the sun had set, I love the Bible, when the evening had come, and after the sun had set, yes, after the same thing, um, they began bringing to him all who were ill, and those who were demon possessed, and the whole city had gathered at the door, and he healed many who were ill with various diseases, cast out many demons, and he was not permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. He was just people getting healed and set free and delivered and it's amazing. So it's just after this that this, this leper comes to him and says, Lord, I know you can, but are you willing to heal me? So this is where it goes into the point here. It's all very well knowing what he can do yeah. and what he can do for the masses, but what is he willing to do for me? What, 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 uh, what is his desire? Um, so the, this is a big question and it's a question we all need to ask and we all need to have confidence in because yeah. this is how my legizomai gets its confidence is knowing what is God's plan, what is God's will. Um, it, it's, um, I, I'm thinking, uh, this, um, if we go to Luke 13, another scripture, an interesting one. Um, yeah, we take the time to do it. Um, verse 10. He um, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who for 18 years had had a sickness caused by a spirit, and she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. 18 years. Long. Mm. And, and I like the fact. Details here, 18 years. He also said what caused it was a demonic spirit here. We'll talk about this today in terms of, hey, when we're praying, we need to be aware that we're not just dealing with natural things. Is every situation a demonic spirit? No, it's not. We have to have some understanding. I, I don't, I, my personal belief is I don't have to know every time whether it's demon or not. When I'm praying for healing, um, you can get the healing regardless of what's causing it. Mm. But sometimes I need, well, I need to know so that I can address that and be more particular and focus on what I'm doing. Um, because, yeah, like it says, okay, uh, an example is here, exactly. She'd been, he was bent over and put a straight up because caused by a spirit. Jesus, as far as I can see here, does not address the demon. And sickness caused by a spirit. Mm. But when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to a woman, you are free. He just spoke to her freedom. Yeah. He spoke to her healing. Mm. All right, so he didn't actually address the spirit. He just spoke to her healing. And that obviously set her free from whatever that's written. So just, you don't have to hide from them. You don't have to run from them. Sometimes you need to address it. Yeah. You know, when Jesus rebuked the spirit, he cast them out, and then the person was healed. You know, it says a man came to him and had a, a spirit of muteness, or, you know, and blindness, and mm. you know, deafness, and he cast that out, and then the man could speak. You know what I mean? So there are times when you deal with the spiritual. Here he's just dealing with it. Now, it's interesting here, he did not actually pray for her. If you look at this one, yeah. Jesus already called her over and just said that. He spoke. He just spoke words. He spoke the words of her 
healing and, and in terms of a past tense. Woman, you are free from your sickness. And then it says, then he laid his hands upon him. All right, in verse 13, he lays his hands upon him, and immediately he was made erect again and began glorifying God. All right, so again, teach. No, no rebuke in the dirt, but speaks to her, woman, you are free. Now, it's interesting. He's saying you are free. He's speaking it in past tense, yeah. and yet she is obviously still bent over. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, some people, he didn't say you're going to be free. He didn't say you're going to get your healing. He said you're not going to be getting you know, your, your victory. He said you are free. It is He's done. bent over. He's bent over. It's not like a case, okay, um, and, I, and I love, I, I really love this. When I, um, I studied great about healing evangelist Billy Burke. I love watching Billy Burke work. Um, he does meetings, um, particularly in Eagle Mountain. I love putting them on and just watching. They get a long time, so I love just having them on for two or three hours. Yeah, I remember watching them. Um, sometimes I put them on going to bed and uh, we're going to fall asleep and wake up. You know, but two hours later, I'm waking up hearing a testimony of someone running around the building getting healed. Like, what is happening? Oh, it's a, we're still playing um, Billy Burke. Um, or sometimes we, we, Christine and I will always put a message on going to bed. And so we'll have something usually from Eagle Mountain or Brother Jerry. They're two of our favorites. Um, Christine finds, um, preaching helps her go to sleep. I, I find it particularly makes me alert. So we, we work together on this. We have a download quiet. So she goes to sleep and I'm still able to get to sleep. And, um, but sometimes, and we have a TV with a timer. So, you know, put the timer on for 60 minutes. We'll have to, now, as we're going to sleep, we've got this sermon going and message, sometimes it's a new one, sometimes it's new, uh, but often it's something we've already known. If we forget to put the timer on, we go to sleep, and it gets to the end of that message, it'll pick up another message. Um, often, you know, it uses whatever algorithm it's got to work it out. And sometimes we'll be in an Eagle Mountain, and we've had Pastor George Pearson um, preaching on, on the resurrection and resurrection life. And that's good, we're going to sleep, resurrection life. And I'll wake up at 3 a.m. to Billy Burke, having someone getting up out, out of a wheelchair and running around with him or something like that. And it's like, what has happened here? You know, what's, what's like, going on? And often it happens that it comes into my dream first. That I'm like, there's healing happening in my dream. Then I go, ah, oh, Billy Burke. I love, but I love Billy Burke and the way he brings him. Pastor Christina's comments, I sleep way better with messages on. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that would work for me. I might be more like you in that uh, case. But Christina, and, I, and I'm glad to work with her. And to be honest, you know, even if it keeps me awake a little bit, it's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you're going to be kept awake, kept awake by healing ministry. Or and the other, the other night I was sleeping, and, and uh, one of our animals was sleeping, and we were actually sitting up with it during the night. And um, Christine was, well, Christine was doing a lot more sitting up. I was, I was doing a lot more sleeping up. You know, have you ever slept up? I'm in the chair, but I'm not sitting. I'm sleeping, and um, and. And I, had, and I was dreaming about um, Pastor Eric, who was from Brother um, Jerry's church. Um, Pastor Eric was, he was preaching. I was hearing Pastor Eric, and he was telling me this story about how he got an airplane. And, he was, and as I'm listening, this is almost the same as, as Brother Jerry Seville's testimony about an airplane. And he had to go and get a hanger. And I'm, but I'm hearing Eric, Eric's telling this story about, and then I wake up, I've got Brother Jerry on the TV talking about, but I, in my dream, it's, it's been past the area. Yeah. So there we go. Pastor, you, go, I was, you, were, you were preaching Brother Jerry's testimony as your own. Um, uh, he was snoring. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, sometimes I don't know why. Yeah, you don't know why. Um, so anyway, it's a good thing. So anyway, uh, Billy Burke, we're back to Billy Burke. Mm. Billy Burke, I love this about Billy Burke. And many times people come out with him and there's a healing anointing flowing and there's a confidence in there. And he's walking in this, this level. Woman, you are free from your sickness. Yeah. He's walking, seeing them healed. And people will be, <laughs> and, and I've seen this a few times, uh, people come to him and say, oh, you know, I've got such a bad pain in my neck. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. So like, oh, oh. And I stopped me from going to work for three months, but you know, you know, and now I don't know. And I run out of my hospital, you know, coverage, and I don't think I don't know. And he said, he said, does it hurt now? Does it hurt? I, now? I remember saying that one. Yeah. And he goes, oh no, oh, he said, well, he's already been manifested. It's, it's already worked. It's already worked. And so many times he does that, and just stop. Just checking. And they're like, oh, I was, I was talking to my wife. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, already been worked. And, it, and so, the doctor says, it, 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 what's it like now? What, what's it, you know? And in the sense, just to get them to stop. And there's been a pain. And he says, let's praise God. And just goes off into one of his songs and ministers there. And um, so, um, so, woman, you are freed from your sickness. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made erect again and banging in glorifying God. Now, this is, remember at the start, why was they were telling this particular story? Sometimes we think, oh, they're just telling stories because, um, you know, they just want to tell you what Jesus did. Well, remember, there's a lot of stuff. So they, they're actually cherry-picking stories for a reason. That, yeah. That the stories always, the miracles are there for a reason, and, um, and especially... Um, I think this is very key in the book of John. If you read the book of John, he, he actually works through some very key miracles, uh, and they, they all have significance. You know, John's still mm. very much, but, and they, but they all do. They also, they, there's so many miracles. It says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. So why are they teaching this story? Because Jesus was clashing with the Pharisees, because this happened, this happened on a Sabbath. Oh, you're not allowed to do stuff. It's interesting. So he speaks to her, and then he be he lays hands on her. He did. He did work on he the Sabbath. He laid his hands on her. Oh. And um, and the and the synagogue officials were indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. He began saying the multitude of um you know, six days in which work could be done could be done. Therefore, come during them and get healed, and then on the Sabbath. Yes. Yes. But the Lord answered and said, Well, what was that? Just flipped around and spun around. Yeah, went back to another street, went somewhere else. Yeah, and he said, uh, But you, he said, You hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to water? So he's pointing out they're not consistent. Mm. They're, they're blaming him for. Healing someone, whereas they'll quite happily take it off just to get water. And but listen to what he says. And this woman, a daughter of Abraham, okay, so it's a daughter of Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound for 18 long years, should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? This woman, and he, 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 he frames her. As a daughter of Abraham, what's he saying? She's in covenant. Mm. This is a woman who's in covenant with God. She's a covenant child of God. Shouldn't she be getting the benefits and the blessings flowing through her? And so he's he 
It's not this, this woman, she's a good worker. This woman's a really nice person. This woman helps a lot of people. This woman's a, a praise a lot. This woman, we don't know anything about this woman. We don't know anything about her character or her nature. We know she's been suffering for 18. And I, and, um, and I appreciate what Jesus said, 18 long years. You know, you know, what's the difference between a long year and a short year? Well, you know, a long year is the one when you're, you're in pain and suffering. A short year is when you have a lot of good things happening and it goes so quick. All right? See, and, and I appreciate you recognize this woman's been in suffering for 18 years. And he said, but she, what we do know about her is that she's a daughter of Abraham. And Jesus said, I was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. That was my ministry time when I was here on the earth. Um, and then he released us to go into all the world or to take the blessing of God that was to um, Abraham that was promised to the Gentiles, the gospel that Jesus was preaching through that blessing, and that was to come. We covered that in covenant. Okay. You know, yeah. understand. So she would, he was framing his ministry to her as a daughter of Abraham, understanding covenant. Remember, we, we talked right at the start of that covenant when, when David was going up against Goliath. He said, who is this? Yeah. Circumcised yes. Philistine. Uh, I don't know whether to say Philistine or Philistine. Uh, maybe someone can correct me. I don't know how you can do it in the comments. I would say Philistine, but I don't yeah. know. Is it E-Y-E-E, you know, I or E? I don't know. Anyway, that you uncircumcised Philistine. Um, he framed that battle in terms of covenant. Yeah. Jesus framed this healing in terms of covenant. So covenant is important in terms of how we, we, we look at things and, and how God sees things. How should we? So it, it comes back to covenant. It comes, I, so to me, whenever I'm looking at healing and I, I'm looking at that question that we had that Jesus said, if you are willing, if you are willing, if you are willing, I know you can, if you are willing, well, we need to come back to what is in the covenant because what is one of the key factors of the covenant? You go back to the very first lesson we taught on covenant and it says covenant brings confidence. A covenant is put in place yeah. so we have a confidence. We know that we know what is our relationship, what is going to be our, our responsibilities and also what is going to be your response. Covenants bring confidence. They, they, they settle the matter. Yeah. That's why when Abraham said to God, how can I know? He said, yeah. use some animals, let's cut these animals, put Abraham to sleep. He walked, walked through those animals, the smoking pot, the, 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 fiery, yeah, the fiery oven, and the, yeah. God and Jesus, the Father and Jesus, walking through, making covenant with Abraham, the man who believed God. That faith enabled them to make a covenant with him, and he said, how can I know these things that you're promising? Mm -hmm. And God says, well, what I'll do is get some animals. It was like, we, what was he doing? And it says, God cut a covenant with Abraham that day. So the reason that God cuts the covenant is so Abraham can know. Abraham, covenants give you confidence. Mm -hmm. Covenants give you, I love that. Yeah, because if you have... You have just said, I love it. Covenant brings confidence. That's good. Amen. You're already preaching it. It removes doubt. There's yeah. real confidence in the covenant that God is keeping. So we um so in order to start this process, I always push back to understanding what's happened in the covenant. Mm -hmm. 
In order to do that, you also need to go back to understand what the will of God is, why, where did sin and sickness come from, that, that there's an interwovenness between sickness coming into the earth. When, when sickness came, death came, you know, the brokenness came, the curse came yeah. uh, from Genesis chapter 1. God made a good earth. In fact, let's just go back and look at that in Genesis chapter 1. Gen the covenant is God's plan to reconnect with man through Jesus because we're broken and we can't do it. So he's going to enter into a covenant through his son, Jesus, the perfect man. Jesus left heaven, became a man, become the perfect man without sin, without any brokenness, and so that he and God could enter into a covenant and establish a covenant that in faith, we could lay hold of the righteousness that Jesus had mm -hmm. as he laid hold of the sin that we were, that we're in. And so we become Jesus in that covenant relationship and we have the spirit of God put in our hearts so we can say, Abba, Abba, Daddy, it's relationship, it's connected, the blessings are there, the vision is there. But he that was because man had broken that relationship. Man had with his foolishness and his rebellion and his, his being deceived was his, I think the scripture says Eve was deceived, but man chose, Eve was tricked, but man knew what he was doing. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we say, oh, it was Eve. Man was, man came out worse in this situation. He knew what he was doing. And looking for he, he just did it anyway. He did it anyway. And what they tried to do is they said, you know what? We will set ourselves up as equals with God because we will, we will, we'll work out what's good and evil. We will, we will make our lives and God's like, that's not how it works. And that brokenness resulted in a need that God fulfilled. He prophesied it right at the start. He said, I'm going to, you know, he'll, uh, he'll, this, I'm going to, you know, stamp on the head of the serpent. He'll bruise my heel and I will crush his mm -hmm. And, um, and so there's a prophecy there of Jesus coming and Jesus going to make the way through coming. So well, the covenant is going to tie that relationship. It starts with you know, I know he had covenants with Adam, effectively, even though it doesn't mention the word covenant with Adam. I believe that the relationship sort of reflected a covenant. Mm. And I don't think God would have a relationship like that without a covenant. That's not how we work. So I, I do believe that the Adam was in a covenant. Um, some people might say there's a scripture later on talks about Adam and covenant, that there's, it could just be mankind. I'm getting soaked. Um, I know there's Noah's covenant. Mm. And that was a covenant yeah. made with Noah and, the, and, and with the world and the rainbow. But then Abraham came along, and I believe there was something very significant and different. It was Abraham's faith, and Ab God says, through this I'm going to bless your seed, yeah. I'm going to bless all the Gentiles. This is the beginning of, and this is the restoration. When Jesus comes, he takes the oath that has been made to Abraham, and he brings that to pass with this brand new covenant, establishes it, and he takes the word that the prophet Jeremiah had spoken, you know, I'm gonna put my, you know, I'm gonna put my law in your heart mm -hmm. and make you a new man inside. All those things, Ezekiel speaking about that change, comes in Jesus, and then we've got the new covenant. So it's something happened at Genesis that caused the break, and then it was restored. God put things in place. He began. Abraham, I believe, was a key moment, and the blessings of Abraham, because it says in Galatians three, the blessings that Galatians two, Galatians three. The blessings of God had spoken to Abraham. Mm. They are now ours in Jesus. Yeah. He brought us to there. That's good. That his blessing. So the blessings of Abraham, now we're laying hold of them. But all that was a restoration from something which had started. 
Something had been broken. This was, and, and that's why you go back Genesis chapter 1 and the very, um, the very last verse after God creates, says God saw all that he had made and behold it was very good. Very good. Everything he made, it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. He looked and said, I've made something good. This is good. Mm. Earth is good. No sickness, no um, no death. Um, I, I remember trying to get my head around this and thinking, how, how does it work not to have death in the world? Mm. Because you know, death, death is so much part of what we yeah. Um And I just try to say, I, I believe fully and I have every confidence in when God says he created in six days, I believe that, that this is the story of how God created us. I, um, I know people have tried to match this with the story of evolution and talk about, you know, these, this, these six days are sort of reflecting on six um, phases of the of evolution and stuff like that. But, you know, it just breaks down terribly because evolution is all about death. Evolution, in terms of the theory of evolution, saying that we went from uh, non-living chemicals into living chemicals, which multiplied and, and, and you know, natural selection forces became all the creatures mm. and every, every living thing on the earth came through that one cell. That That's the theory of evolution, right? And that requires death and lots of death. You, know, it, you can't get evolution without death because, you know, you, you've got to have changes and then you weed out some of the, the, the lower levels and you, you come higher and weed out. This does not talk about death. This is a life. This mm-hmm. is it's different. And That's I good. believe, I believe, this is not the purpose here, but I fully believe that if you look at the evidence of this world through the understanding that of an eyewitness account, it makes sense and it actually matches. Yeah. What we see in this world matches with what God says. I'm not sort of saying you got to close your eyes to what you see and just believe the Bible. I believe the Bible makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. The world makes sense. Through the understanding, but one of the things, the key things here, is that the Genesis was a good place. Yeah. It was not. It was not billions of years or millions of years of death and and and, and, and man and apes, you know, sort of being, being formed from a common you know, ancestor. No, we were good, and it's like. And but part of my head says, how does it work to have a world without death? Because, you know, everything in my life is about death, mm-hmm. decay, and plants dying and animals eating other animals and yeah and, you know that, that's how that's how the lion survives because it eats and that's you know and I and I and it was just I, I just couldn't get my head around what it looks like but the funny thing was when I think of heaven I have no problem thinking that there's no death in heaven I don't yeah. I have no problem realizing there's going to come a time when there's a new heaven new earth and and, and that God's going to work and there's no death. Story. <laughs> yeah, and, and it says, you know, the lamb and the lion and, you know, going to lie down together. Yeah. Um, that's probably a bigger thing for the lamb than it is the lion. You know, the lamb for yeah. Are we really doing this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, the lamb, like, lie down together. Yes, we are. But, you know, but there's, um, I, but the, the key point is, um, it was not a place of death. Mm. It was not a place of suffering. Yeah. It was a good, life-giving environment. It was. It was designed. It was designed by God. Where that is just. It just happens. Yeah. And, and, and you don't know what happens. That's how it happens. Yeah. 
So, here in Genesis, we have a picture of God's um, goodness and, and no death and no suffering. You know, I Adam never woke up sick. I believe that. Adam and Eve did not wake up. Not going into, you know, not going to work the garden today, dear. I've got a bit of a head cold. No, no, healthy, strong, vibrant, mm. because there was no sickness. Yeah. And when we go to heaven, I'm not going to wake up in heaven and say, I've got a bit of a headache today. No, I'm not going to have healing lines in heaven. Even though the thought is silly, but we don't know where. God's original plan, yeah, God's good. final plan, don't have space for sickness because that's not, it, it's only in the earth phase. Mm. It's only in the earth phase because that's where we're fallen. That's where our sickness and our rebellion has brought us. And there's a curse. You know, you, you sort of you see um, uh, what happened Genesis chapter three, and we covered the first part of this. You know, about very good and evil. And you want, I think, one of the last episodes of mm. the covenant. So you go back if that if you want to cover those things. And um, and so the Lord said to the woman, you know, what has he done? And the woman said, oh, the serpent deceived me. Okay. The Lord said to the serpent, because you've done this, cursed are you, cursed are you more than all cattle, more than every beast on your belly shall you go, and dust shall you eat all the days of your life. I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain, childbirth and pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. There's going to be this, this, this jostling, this, this wrestling for, for position. Um, and to Adam, he said, because you listen to the voice of your wife and been eaten from the tree where which I command, he said, you shall eat from cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. So things have changed. Suddenly, it, there's a curse in this world. Mm. Something we're going. Something. Something's working against us. Yeah. No longer do you just leave the world and, and you know, you know, weeds will grow and need to be removed. And thistles will come, and you've got to trim them out and get rid of them. There's, where the curse has entered into the world, and that needs to be broken. Yeah, needs to be taken, and Jesus is going to do that. Prophesied there, and that's what Jesus came to do. But uh, it's what we need to recognize is that sickness, death, all entered into the world through rebellion and through the sin. And whilst when when Jesus came to deal with our sin, the sin was intertwined with the curse. Mm. The sin was intertwined with the, the the damage that went with it. Yeah, and so. When we look at what Jesus is doing in redeeming us, we need to see that correlation, that not only is he dealing with our sins, mm, but he's also good. dealing with the other results that came with it, which was sickness. And yeah, um, that's good. Now, let's go back to Psalm 103. Where we started all this. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, don't forget any of it. Any of his benefits, he pardons all your iniquities, he heals all your diseases. You know, they, they, they're there, partners together. Now, some people say, like, which one's which one's more important? Well, we, you know, of course, sin is more important. Yeah, but it's not. Um, it, I don't. I, I, you know, if I had to have a choice, 
sins forgiven or sickness, well, of course I take sins forgiven rather than getting healed. Because if, if, if my sins are forgiven, everything else changes and you know, eternity is different. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. But you don't have to choose. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, as, if, it's just, as if God's like, oh, whoa, 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 just ease up there, Ken. You know what I mean? Getting a little ahead of this. I'm down Yes. It's all good. I've already forgiven you. What else do you want? Oh, can I have some healing? Whoa, come on, you know, what a spoiled little brain you are. You should just be satisfied. Yeah. You know, and as if, as if God's just got this real um, attitude. And, the, and so some, that's how some people treat it. Mm. And um, I remember I, I actually read some novels, you know, this was about 20 years ago, the Christian novels. I stopped reading these novels because the person's view of, they were Christian and they were, view, they, they were talking to God, but... In the end, I realized they had such a, a warped view of God, it was, it would, it would, if I kept reading, it would affect my faith. It would be damaging. Yeah, because, okay, so they, they had this situation where they had this family, and they go from one um, setback to another, and so he's on the farm, and the farm doesn't produce, and he's in debt up to it is, but he has to go and work on the railroad, and he has to go and live away from home. And then someone is sending money home to look after his wife. He doesn't realize the person at the post office is stealing the money out of his in out of the envelopes. And it's just like one thing after another. And then he comes to the end of the book and he and he prays. And then I can still remember his prayer. <laughs> it's like his prayer was like, "Oh God, listen, I don't want to trouble you too much. You know, I appreciate what you know." He did something for us. Now, right at the start of the book, they, you know, God, you saved me or something like that. I don't want to trouble you. Know? I, I, I don't want to seem ungrateful for what you've done. But if you could find it in your you know, goodness, if you could find it that you could somehow let this person know that, you know, I need, you know, we, we don't, I need to come. You know, I was like, I just, I'm desperate now. I've gone through all, I've, I've suffered silently through it all, but it's got to the point I really need some help. Could you see it? You know, that this ad is, you know, and it was like such a pitiful prayer. Mm. And I'm reading this, and I thought, but this is the spirit through the whole book. Yeah, it's like just put up with it. Put up with it. the whole point of being a Christian is that we just suffer silently, mm. and we don't. We just keep going, and we don't. We don't. We don't get. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't get uh, revenge. We don't get angry. We we just you know we 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 just take it on and then. And so that was the whole point. And it was like, ah, so a Christian is someone who doesn't bother God, doesn't do the wrong thing. And it's like, God's like, um, whereas my, my scripture, this is one of my favorite scriptures. I, I spoke this to the, um, the Spanish message yesterday um, in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. This is why I stopped reading this book, because this is, this is my God, not the God. Not the God that person saw in the book. Not that, not, that's not my God. Yeah. That's, this is my God. That's good. There's the eyes of the Lord move to and fro, to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely here. In other words, God's look, look, look for anyone who wholeheartedly be his that he can show himself strong. Mm. He's wanting to stay. Yeah. He's wanting. But what do you think? He's just needing us to wholeheartedly support. Yeah. To lay hold of that. That man had a, Different relationship, <laughs> exactly. And um, so this is what this is the this is the relationship I want with God. Is I realize He's looking 
for a heart of faith, for a heart of faith. He's just wanting someone that will believe him and trust him to be wholeheartedly his. Okay, that's good. Uh, complete, whose heart is completely his. God, I'm just sold out to you. I'm just believing in you. I'm trusting. And, and the context of this was that the king um, was under pressure because they were being attacked. And in the past, God had delivered them. But then later on, they attacked again. But this time, um, the king, instead of turning to God, he goes and makes a, um, let me um, he, he made a, um, a pact, a treaty, a covenant, effectively, mm. with another nation to provide help. And so he's like, he, he, he just did the Ishmael thing. Yeah. I, I can handle it. Mm. And God stands, stands the prophet. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking to help. What are you doing? You know, you're, you're trusting in this, you're trusting in that because you don't want to trust in me. And if you just wholeheartedly come to me, I'll, I'll look at it. Mm. I just need you to be wholeheartedly mine. And, um, so, Second Chronicles 16.9, that is, um, it, it's one of the key scriptures that has shaped my life. Richards is having trouble uh, hearing uh, you from your mom, so maybe just, uh, just adjust. Um, yeah, battery is fine, light is on. Okay. Okay, they can hear me. Some people can hear me. Then I can hear him. I can hear him. Okay. So all we'll, right, right, we'll keep going. Um, and I and I said this on the the, the Spanish. Uh, we do it at Frank Furo Espanol. Yeah. Um, Christopher uh, Zapata is in Colombia, and I mm. um, share a message. I do the English. He does Spanish translation every Thursday. So if you've got Spanish speaking friends, look us up. Frank Furo Espanol. Um, but anyway, I, I showed them on um, on the screen. Christine bought for me. I, Christine, was it my birthday or Father's Day? I cannot remember. I just remember it was a gift. I, I think it was Christmas. I think it was, it was, a, it was one of the most creative, special gifts, and I love it. And it's a page from an old King James Bible. So it's about 500 years old. It's just a page from one of the original printed books. You can't read it because the font and the old English is, is pretty much, you can you just barely make out the word. Uh, it's that, it's that the, the font they used and the um, and the old English spelling and everything is so different. But she got one page for me. She bought a page, and we've got it mounted in this special frame so you can see it. It's from Second Chronicles chapter sixteen. All right. So I love looking at it. Yeah. And saying that. Um, and I was saying, where's this Bible been for five hundred years? You know, like it's a long time for a Bible. Um, it was on your birthday. Uh, my birthday. Okay, so it's birthday. Um, where's this Bible been? But God's been looking, looking for someone, mm. someone to um, um, take to trust me. Yeah, He's been looking, looking, looking. Who's going to read this scripture? Second, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, who has read this scripture? Who's opened this page over 500 years and been looking at it, and their hearts been stirred? Because a lot of people say. Am I the first one in 500 years? Well, if I am the first one, go for it. But someone has seen that page. Yeah. And I'm going to be the person that ca catches your attention. That's yeah. what I want. I want to be the person that catches your attention. That's good. Because God wants to do the work. And so he, he's not asking us to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I've saved you. Just, just let that be enough. And 
we all know if salvation was the only thing, of course it's amazing. Yeah. It is enough. Salvation is enough. Mm. But it's not what God has provided in the covenant. And we need to be like David. I don't know yeah, like David. Go back. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget none of his benefits. That's good. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your diseases. We need to be laying hold of these things, taking them, making them around. So next week, we're going to go and, and look at some of the scriptures that talk about what has been done in the covenant. So that we, just like um, that woman who is a daughter of Abraham. Well, now I can say I am a son of Abraham. Yeah. Son of Abraham, Abraham, book of Romans. There's Abraham, many sons. And we all saw them. Yeah, we, we're now, we're now, our father Abraham, who was the first who, who believed God in this way, and, and his faith is mm. the type of faith I have. And I trust God. So um, the blessings that, of Abraham are now my blessing to, to lay hold of. How did this come? What has God given us? And we go to um, some particular scriptures to see exactly what Jesus has done through the work of the covenant to establish both forgiveness and, more importantly, for what we're talking about, mm. our healing. That's our, good. Our physical healing, our emotional healing, our, you know, it's our spiritual healing. You know, God heals our spirit, soul, and body. It's holistic. It's holistic. It's good. Um, you know, um, shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken. It's complete. So next week we're going to dive into this because you need to know what is your legismized storehouse in terms of what's been done in the covenant so you can have confidence and you can know that you know that you know this is what God does. Yeah. And so then you can lay hold of healing for yourself and you can also um, you can um, also minister healing to others yeah. and you need to have the confidence there and then we can work through some of the actual practical steps on laying hold of that. That's good. We're going to go back there. So that's next week. But... Hey, we've been talking about healing. We've been stirring your faith. Um, I, I'm never one to say, oh, you know, you need to listen to all false, false messages before you can get healed. Mm -hmm. You know what? Faith can happen in your heart. Faith can happen in your heart. Faith. In fact, what, what's it say in the book of Acts? There's a, there's a story where Paul's preaching and, um, and there's a man that he's, um, and it says, as he was, as he was preaching, um, faith was quickened in his heart. He, you know, he saw, it says faith, uh, Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. Mm -hmm. And so um, I can't find that sweet, but someone can maybe find it. Um, but it says Paul was preaching, and as he was preaching, he said he saw that there was a man who had faith to be healed. And so he ministered healing to him. And um, and as we're sharing, we always want to be sensitive. Yeah. Hey, someone's, someone's caught the attention of God. Yeah. Someone, you know, someone's like, like Richard, you know, God, there's... He's got faith that does get in agreement with him. Pray. Maybe as we've been sharing, maybe as we've been, been speaking, something's gone off in your heart and when you're needing healing. Well, we're going to get in agreement right now with you. We're not just going to say, oh, just, just keep listening. No, no. Let's, let's bring this to a, a point right now. Mm. So what can you do right now? Well, you can straight away be like what Jesus did with the woman um, who's been bent over for 18 years. He said, woman, you are free. You are free. You need to now say, what is your freedom? What what does it look like for you to be free? And you need to be able to say, I am free from this. I want you to right now say, what is it that's been holding you? And mean, um, 
giving you, you know, grief and, 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 and sickness. What is, what is it? I want you to say, I am freed from a name. I want you to, uh, I want you to get into agreement and say, and this is what it looks like. Hallelujah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I remember Brooke, I don't know where the Brooke's, um, up. Yeah. Brooke just said, um, this has been so good. Brooke's got an amazing testimony. Um, I don't know whether Brooke, you, um, you can point people anywhere you've, you've shared it in the past. Brooke's got an amazing testimony about when she went to the physio and um, she'd hurt a knee and the physio told her, you will never be able to do this. You will never be able to wear, I, you know, I think it was like, you won't be able to wear high heels. You won't be able to do this running. Well, Brooke the other day completed another half marathon. She did it on a treadmill, but she actually does full half marathons um, on a treadmill. So she's, uh, she came out the other day and she goes, oh, I just started the running. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep going and do a half marathon. I'm like, whoa, boom. <laughs> that's, that's not what I say. That's very different from what the uh, physio said. Exactly. And, but she had to stay. This is, this is what I'm saying. This is what God's going to do. Yeah. And she, you know, I, and, you know, I, I can't, um, you know, she was not, not ever going to be able to wear high heels because of the, what had happened. She wasn't going to be able to run for long distances. Now, he's doing half marathons. He runs regularly. He wears high heels. He's walking and dancing. He's up on the stage praising God because of these principles, because of this. And you need, I want you to be able to see, so you might have had things spoken about you. You might have had things that are pronounced. Well, you need to say, no, no, because I'm a child of God, because of the covenant that God has given me, and because of what God has promised, I declare this is what I enjoy. Mm. This is what I'm my benefit. Yeah. This is what I'm walking in freedom. And you begin to speak that and declare that. You put your faith out, and Josh and I are going to get in agreement, and we're going to we're going to agree with you that we're going to see that. And then I want you to do something, if it's possible, whatever is possible, to do something mm. to show that healing has been manifested. You, you, you know, Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Yeah. You know, he laid hands and spread up. You know, do, do something. Don't, don't just sit there and say, well, you know, I believe one day. Do something out of faith, an act of faith. <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> I, I remember God tells me this. Um, do you remember that there's an old, an elderly couple, um, uh, uh, maybe someone who's watching, uh, I would, people would say, I would quote, those who trust in God will run and not grow weary. Every single day, they believe they'll be running in. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example. Um, there was a couple in our church who was uh, elderly. Uh, really fun little story about how they got together. And, um, and she came in and she had an arm in a sling. She'd fallen and, and I think dislocated her shoulder or hurt her shoulder. And I was in a sling and, um, God put on my heart, go and pray with her. Go and pray with them. Believe God. Um, you know, with this hit, this yeah. shoulder hit. Now, at the stage, she, she it was immobile, mm. right? And so I'm praying for her, and God's like, and what you, Helen Betty, that's right. Helen Betty, beautiful, lovely couple. And um, Betty, and so she's an elderly lady sitting next to Hal, they'll be in their 80s, and late 80s, I mean, you know, and God's like, okay, you know what to do. You know what you know. You know you know what to do. You know, said, "Hey, old me prays, runs away like a coward, and says, just let me know what happens.' There's an 80 year old lady with an arm on a sling, but you know what? Faith doesn't work like that. Okay, Betty, let's believe. Betty, move your arms. Not Betty. Let's see if there's no pain. Betty, Betty, move your. You can do it. Yeah, if you can. No, can't do this. So I appreciate Betty gets in there. Betty, Betty takes a swing on. 
Meeting at another I'm sitting there. Church is going on. I've just gone down the back to pray for it. We haven't stopped, but I'm just praying for it. Betty goes like this. Oh! 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 I think, what am I doing? He's a big year old woman, and I'm telling her to lift her up. And she's in agony. She goes, oh! Oh! And he goes, oh, there's no pain. Oh, good. <laughs> Baby, you could start with that. Start with that. Not the, oh, 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 oh. I'm so excited. The odors were not pain. Yeah. The odors were, I'm so excited. Oh, 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 there's no pain. And I'm like, praise God. Yeah, because I'm seeing, you know, the, the, the headlines, pasta. Yeah, causing pain around your old person in congregation, you know, kicked out of you know, a good pastor's club. Um, so it's, um, oh, so we've got a couple of people struggling with the mic, but others can hear. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll, just I'll, I'll go with double mic at the moment, just so we don't, I, I don't understand how that works. All, all, uh, thank you, technology. Um, but anyway, what I'm talking about is the fact that um, set yourself right now for what, what you're going to believe for. Okay, we're not, we're not going to, let's not play around with this. Let's believe God. Let's believe. And can I just say something? You doing something isn't what is, the, your healing is based on what Jesus has done. Your faith is in him. All right, your, your obedience is an expression of that faith. It's a, it's a manifestation of that faith. That's, it's, it's what you're doing. So while we're going to pray right now, Josh and I are going to get an agreement. We're going to believe. And you're going to do what God puts in your heart. Uh, now, don't copy testimonies. You know, to say, oh, that person did it. You, you do something. You say, let some, a spark come up in your heart. Say, this is what I'm believing God for. This is what I'm believing God for. This is what I'm believing God for. And you begin to do what God has showed you to do. But do something. Manifest. Do something out of the manifestation of His healing right now. I thank God in the name of Jesus. Josh, we're going to we're getting an agreement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <coughs> thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the healing God's way. He loves to heal. He loves to heal. He loves to heal. He loves to heal. He loves to manifest his healing. God's eyes are running to and fro. Lord, right now we say, see our faith. See our faith. See our faith. Lord, we're trusting you. We believe in you. I believe right now in the name of Jesus, there's a healing manifestation occurring in people. People watching this, even in delay. People are watching this in months time. I declare Healing is flowing to you right now in the name of Jesus. People watching live right now, I thank you, Lord, for your healing flow. Hallelujah. I see people standing. I see people lifting their knees and saying, Lord, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People beginning to dance and people beginning to sing and praise and say, look what my Lord has done. Look at what my Lord has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I thank you. I declare even when there's, when spirits have been working and holding people, got a grip on someone's physical body and is holding them down. In the name of Jesus, I declare the covenant rights and provision 
uh, privileges have been given to us. I speak to you in the name of Jesus and let go. This is a this is a child of God. I declare they can walk in freedom. Let that let that condition drop right off them. Let it be. Let it supernaturally leave their body. Let it supernaturally be cleansed out of their body in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anything else, Josh? Do you want to add something? And, and God, your word is the final authority. You're not just able, but you want, not, you don't, not just can, but you want to. It is your will. Uh, it's all there in the storehouse. And we stand on the word, Father. That the, um, the right now, if he's uh, quickening a scripture to you, or if you've been standing on a scripture, that um, that, that is what the, the word of God for you there, and it is the final authority, um, and it is done, just like that woman, <laughs> or that man as well. Pack up your bed and walk. Go and do, um, you know, something that you couldn't do before, just like we've been saying. And just stand on that word as the final authority. And we'll see that, see that healing come. And also, and amen to that. And, um, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't just want to, um, you know, sign off here now and, well, I hope they healed. <laughs> you know, we, we're with you on that. We're, we're, we're with you on that. We want to know. Um, and, and if it has, it's not there yet, we, we want to be a part of it. We want to see it come. We want to see it come to fruition. We want to see you healed because that's, uh, that's God's, uh, desire and His will for you for everything that we've been learning today. Amen. So you can, um, send us a message. Um, you can go to the website that's listed there at the bottom of the screen. Um, and on our web page, there's opportunities to connect with us. You can send us a message, give us a testimony. You can drop a me- a line, um, on, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can um, you know, send, send a message to us um, you know, and then we get that, it comes to us so we can um, rejoice and praise God with you. So please, let us know so we can get in the praise side of this and be rejoicing what God has done. Um, thanks so much. Thanks for working with us through the technical issues. Um, I know people have had some issues. Um, we, it's lousy weather here in Melbourne. We can hear the um, rain and everything. It's a pretty rough day, so maybe that's affecting some things. <coughs> but um, no matter what, and I can I just put this out? I believe in Josh and me. We can get in faith. There's someone God's going to put on their heart and is trained in technical things and has Friday mornings free. Friday mornings, they say that I'm free, and um, God puts on your heart. And, you know, obviously there's some steps you have to work through. But if you, you know, we believe in this, someone will be here making this technical stuff all work really well. And um, so we can just focus on here. Some days it's fine. We can just focus on it and it does, it works well. It's only when it just chooses to play up that we have these issues. Um, but maybe, we, well, I thank God. We, in fact, Father, I think we get in agreement the day there's a, a team and there's a technical guy here doing the, the sound and and, the, and covering all this and doing a great job. And, and well, that's part, they're part of getting the word out, Lord, to the nations in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we'll bless you. Look forward to seeing you next week. And um, as we continue to, to explore that healing is the will of God and that it's part of his covenant, as then we have confidence to take our own healing and minister healing to others. God bless you.